Happy Pride! Happy Are Pride! You... I should have worn rainbow things. I'm more of like a gray person, you know? You're like a pastel-colored rainbow. Yeah. Let's go with that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pen Noobs. I'm Ryan. I'm Jika. And for this episode, we're going to talk about queer stuff. Queer stuff. Queer stuff. Yeah, but not in the conventional sense. Although that's something that we deem very, very important. Um, and we will touch upon that intermittently but you know being that it's pride month we want to talk about things that are a source of pride and in an odd way also you know a bit queer um and maybe that these things are the or the rather the queerness of these things that we're going to talk about today are the root of why we take pride in owning them Okay, mm-hmm. in the pen community. So before we get ahead of ourselves, we start with a particular segment called New Discoveries. And we're actually prepared this time because we finally submitted our grades. Yeah, we finally submitted our grades. <laughs> yes. So we got we were prepared, we're happy, we're light. It's Pride Month. Let's do this. Who wants to start? Let's party, let's drink. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so I'll start first. So uh, my new discovery, well, it's not necessarily new, um, well, for other people probably, but it's a new discovery because it's a new ink from Pilot. And for a permanent, or I would say, you know, water-resistant ink from Pilot, and we all know that their inks are known for being very watery. (laughs) Fountain pen friendly. Fountain pen friendly, um, lots of shading, um, some even sheening, right? They're uh, the line of, of inks, but they do have uh, this line called the Suairo pigmented fountain pen ink. So these are the their inks that are um, non-shimmering, um, not necessarily quick drying, but they're water resistant and their pigment, um, pigment base is that what you call it? Yeah, it's pigmented ink. So um, I'm not really sure if I would want to shell out money to try it out because, as some of you may know, um, I am actually trying to consolidate my inks already, limiting the number of inks I have because I will be moving um, to a different place. Um, by next month and so i don't think it would be wise to actually buy one right now but yeah it's so interesting because pilot just released their water resistant inks and i've been looking for an ink that is in the middle of a Blanc, which is they say water resistant but isn't and um what it goes on the diatrometis which i think is just very thick and yeah, yeah. just to share <laughs> to the ink yesterday had a boo-boo <laughs> so what funny happened? i was using my 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 twisby pen um in a coffee shop and then uh, i noticed that my my twist that twisby with um the diatramentis black mm-hmm. ink, um it was pooping <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> oh god inside your bag or outside of it 
when I was writing, it's like there are a lot of inks. Uh, did they call it nib creep? Is that what oh, they another noob discovery. So it is nib creep. Yeah, like a lot of ink on top of the nib. And ah. then I wipe it with tissue just to remove or reduce the, the buildup of ink on top of the nib. Um, and then when I was about to go somewhere else, I had to line up um, to get my, yeah, I'll share. I had to line up to get my visa. Mm-hmm. When I was in line, I was like, I checked my shirt. I was like, oh my God, there's so many inks. Oh no, and it's document ink. Were you wearing black? No, I was wearing something that was kind of um, sand color. Is that sand? Like On the oh. rare occasion that you choose to go not black or gray, that's when it happens. Yeah, exactly. But the good thing is I was able to remove it. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, but you just have to rub it. You really have to like clean it as soon as possible. Like when I saw the stain, um, I went to the bathroom and used the the, the soap. Mm. So yeah, it, it works. But um, I wasn't able to remove it completely until I got home. And that's when I used dishwashing liquid. So dishwashing liquid actually works. So many things you learned by way of that singular experience. Yeah, actually. <laughs> That's an extensive noob discovery. Okay, my turn. My turn, oddly enough, and we didn't talk about this in advance, but my noob discovery, and Ryan, I think you're freezing, but I'm going to keep talking anyway because it's recording. Um, but my noob discovery um, refers to inks as well. Hi, Ryan. Um, in the form of the Fountain Pen Companion website. So I only, hello, Ryan, sorry, it's lagging a bit, but I was talking about this website um, called Fountain Pen Companion. Um, I like my brain refreshed because I was scrolling while doing research for this episode. And then I scrolled through like my bookmarks um, and I found the Fountain Pen Companion website. And it's essentially a site where you have to log in for an account and you can essentially catalog your inks. Yeah, and you're muted, right? Wow. Yes. I know it looks really nice. I signed up for an account. So I'm going to share my screen for a short bit just so that people can see it. But um, what you call it? Um, I had originally bookmarked the page from the pen addict. Um, but apparently it looks like this. So I'd already logged in. This is my dashboard, and there are like four things of note here the first is like your inks in your catalog on the upper left hand side on the upper right hand there's a collection of your currently like the pens that you own and maybe that you sold lower left has your currently inked and then there's like leaderboards this leaderboard portion i'm not really sure about how to make it work yet because i don't have friends over here and my priority is to like catalog my inks and my pens but like it's looking good it's looking good apparently According to the pen addict, it's and and he has um um they do have um an extensive breakdown of how the site works. And you can see it on the screen right now, but don't worry, we will link it. Um, but yeah, for people who are in dire need of a site to do the work for them, or maybe an application to do the work of cataloging for them without having to resort to like 
Excel spreadsheets. Maybe fountainpencompanion.in. Oh, wait, it's called fountainpencompanion.com. Okay, um, could be the place for you. Um, I haven't used it. I mean, I, I have the account. And I'm looking forward to using it over the next month or so because I keep getting pens, but I keep sharing inks. <laughs> so once I have closure regarding my collection, maybe it'll be a more definitive site to use. But for everyone else, go ahead, guys. Tell us your feedback once you get onto that site. Yay! Okay. You, you use the word closure. Sorry, I just can't help but digress. You know, as you know, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, their case... <laughs> closed <laughs> so like what does it mean to have closure with your with your pen collection i don't know i well you you know you ryan know my predicament and um our, our peers or our our listeners don't exactly know the details but i think it's easy to just say that ryan's gonna go to another country easy and i have switched up jobs not necessarily um, turned over a new leaf and like jumped into a new field but like I'm still teaching I'm just teaching another level and I'm and I'm teaching in another school while I'm doing PhD applications wish me luck on that and CY thank you so much for helping me look for universities to list in my application yeah there was a good time we were talking about the pen that I was going to acquire from him um, over the next month or so and uh, I was saying that I was applying for a particular scholarship down in his area. So he really helped me out with that. All the action my pens have experienced so far in this weird liminal state has been to, you know, to apply thing, apply to things like listing down majors, listing down universities, courses, requirements. It's not been journaling, guys. It's been life. <laughs> And honestly, the transit this transition period is kind of tough. Um, but it's not as tough as the period of closure that happened after leaving my other job or our other job. So there's that. This episode is also late by a week, <laughs> given those circumstances. And guys, I just yeah. Thanks for bearing with us. And you know, going through these life experiences with us as well. Um, our pens are experiencing my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, either way, at least we've gone through stuff and um, June is the time to celebrate. Yeah, Pride <laughs> Month and Ryan's birthday in six days as of the time of this recording. He has yeah. the same birthday as my father. Oh, wait. Yeah. Instagram posts. I wonder <laughs> what picture I'll manipulate this year. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why we can't go out on my birthday. Or you can't join me on my birthday because it's also your dad's birthday. Woohoo, a Gemini. A oh, yeah, Gem my dad's a Gemini too. I have to look for those traits. But anyway, we're digressing. Okay, we're going to talk about... Right, wait, are we going to digress further? Or are we just like going to go right into the queerness? Oh. Because, you know, they always say that the queerest of them all <laughs> is a Gemini. I had no idea about that. Why? No, um, they always think that Geminis have the weirdest, craziest ideas. Or they really like to take risks. Um, you know, in fashion or when it comes to their taste. It's like one minute they like things that are mainstream. And then when they, they end up getting bored, like, okay, I'm going to dump that. Like, no, 
This sounds know. like you. Yeah. This sounds like you. I'm so I'm so proud. Oh, I'm so proud of you and your quirks yeah. <laughs> as a Gemini. Actually, the, the, what we're going to talk about today are queer things or queer experiences. And we're not talking about queer in a way that we're pertaining to something weird. Rather, it's different. And we do want to celebrate differences in today's episode. We're going to talk about queer habits and probably a bunch of queer stationaries, particularly pens and inks. Yes. So what are we going to start with? The objects or the intangible habits of our our, our our queer or quirky habits? We can start with the habits first if you like. I have to think about mine first. What yeah. about you, Ryan? Okay. okay, I have a bunch of weird habits uh, that I do. I like smelling my leather goods. Like I smell my tea and... Like, I swear, some people, they, they find it weird. Like, That's no. actually true. I used right. to go to his office and his face would be buried in his notebook. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, I, I just smell it. Before I journal, I have to smell. Yeah, that's it. I have to smell the journal first, like the leather, before I use it. If I don't smell it, I don't appreciate it. So what if the object that you bought has no smell hmm actually some of the Galen leather stuff don't have actually this one is Galen leather sorry so it has a it has a scent oh hobonichi yeah hobonichi unfortunately oh i didn't know that its leather wasn't as fragrant yeah it wasn't as fragrant it's like well it's nice leather i guess well i got a a I do believe it's real leather, but mm-hmm. it just smell like super. Unless, yeah, maybe I didn't get those leather goods that are really fragrant. But like, for example, this one, um, this one, the safari. Well, oh, the safari cover, yeah. The leather doesn't have any scent. Although I do think it is leather. I did double check because I've been avoiding buying um, PU leather mm-hmm. or synthetic leather. So that's um, one. Um, another habit. Oh yeah, I also smell my inks. It's so weird, right? Why? Like, why would you smell your ink? I don't know. Like maybe are they still fresh? But do you even know the smell of a fresh ink as opposed to a spoiled one? Yeah. Um. Like I. I think the 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 fresh ink smells like nail polish. <laughs> But, oh, uh, but we'll the ink, but the like the spoiled ones that like, they're kind of spoiled. maybe they have a mix of I don't know, um, bacteria or whatever. They start smelling like um vinegar. What? Yeah, that's I, weird. I, so, what ink of yours ended up smelling like vinegar? Um. I had a Vinta ink. It smelled like vinegar. <laughs> oh, no. We're not chemists. We have no idea what's going on. But, like, probably uh, these things really do happen. Not weird. Or, I don't know. Yeah. So, there. That's another one. Um, hopefully, there would be inks that actually have... Oh, yeah. we There are. I do, I do have. I do have. I think... Actually, I haven't smelled this in a while. Um, 
Pickle ginger ink. Yeah. I actually still need to figure out what pickle ginger in Japanese is. But it says, ah, it says Iwashita, new ginger original since 1987. Oh, there are musical notes to the side. Okay, I'm going to open it and I'm going to smell it. I hope it's still in my audios, maybe. Sorry. Eh. Extra. The push. Ooh. It smells like Kalpol now. <laughs> it smells like it smells like Kalpol. Or like it smells what what do you call that medicine that's like liquidy and Kalpol's pink? But like when you get tummy aches, like tums, but mm-hmm. if you ground tums into or like I think it's new sep and then you ground it into like a powder and then you yeah that's what it smells like that's sad now okay. I don't smell my inks because I think now I'm just gonna get disappointed <laughs> well you don't have to. like it's just me again we we do stuff I don't know differently that's so yeah, I guess that's part of it um what else weird stuff oh One of the things, it's not really weird, but like one of the things I'm doing now, I'm changing my journaling style. Mm, What is that? How? How so? From what to what? I cannot journal at night anymore. Why? Like so sad. It's like, I don't know. It's like, you know, because I I, I guess because the pandemic, I I wouldn't say it's like over, Mm -hmm. but I would the amount of freedom we have now, well, at least in Manila. Yeah. Yeah. True. I have more chances of like going out lately, but I realized that it's good to journal in the morning. Wow. Are you really finally doing the morning pages that you assign us to work? No, I don't, I don't want to do the morning pages. Like, no, I'm not. Well, no, no, that's so much. But I just do a like, you know, I just journal in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, setting your mind setting or I don't know disposition setting position setting um getting you into the groove and helping you set yourself for the day yeah that's what I realized because sometimes journaling at night can be sad especially when the day wasn't eventful or like (laughs) something bad happened at least when you wake up in the morning it's a clean slate. Thus, you're setting yourself for something great instead of sulking over a day or like, yeah. But then again, again, there are no right or wrong ways of journaling. It's just one of the things I've been doing now, which is so different from what I've been doing before. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I have a quirky, queerish thing that I do. And it's really, I think I'm very superstitious about a lot of things and journaling and pen acquisition and ink collecting and doing everything is kind of tied to that now because like I tend to spiral and not in like an ultimately negative sense but like I wait for example for 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 example if I and I haven't journaled for quite a while um, mainly because at one point in time in I think it was February or March, yeah. Um, something really bothered me. I forgot what happened to me exactly, but like 
something really bothered me over the course of a week and I couldn't write. And then after that week, I just like wait until another like round number would happen. Like I just wait, okay, maybe I'll write again at the end of the month to get mm-hmm. back into my groove. Um, or like on a smaller scale, I tell myself at the end of the week. But then if at the end of the week, something bad would happen, I still wouldn't go at it. And it's really just, um, I tend to vibe with things. Um, and journaling happens to tag along with that. In the same way that like I try to catch up with numbers. <laughs> like for example, I like having a, uh, like even numbered an even numbered amount of pens. I like having an even numbered amount of inks. I like having like within those inks, I like having themes in an even number or at least a round number like k-pop groups like i love k-pop groups that are odd numbered because they look good so like but do do you get what i'm getting at where like there are these internal signposts that i make for myself that have an impact on the way that i collect and on the way that i journal so i don't know if that's something that i should be worried about but it's had an impact really no really it's interesting yeah that, that's what makes you know these these queer habits interesting mm-hmm. because different and it's it's it it's part of you and your process of journaling and acquiring all of these stationery yeah there's that i mean if i'm at a number that i'm not comfortable with that'll stop me from buying a pen or if you know or it'll force me to get the new thing so I don't know, guys. I don't know. We're going to move on. Do I have any other quirky habits? Um, not, not so far. Right now. Um, none that I can think of as remarkably quirky. But what's yours? <laughs> no, I mean not yours, Ryan. But like, I'm talking to the listeners. Like, the <laughs> Sorry. This is not a repeat. It's just like, audience of listeners on youtube or on instagram you know you can hit us up with what quirky things you know about your habits you have so there's that now let's let we can move on to like pens and inks that are quirky and queer oh i have a quirky thing i made a powerpoint presentation wow that's so quirky it's like oh we never do that but we're gonna do it today actually the first time we're gonna have a keynote or like a google slides presentation on here but i was so like stressed out doing the grades this morning and ryan and i was so stressed out by it so i forgot about things ryan messaged me at like 7 45 giga can we meet at 8 30 and i'm like oh yes i forgot about it so i was like okay we moved it to 8 30 i had the idea of making a keynote we're gonna make a keynote we're gonna share it right now yay hello Google Sites. And guys, please do not be shocked by how rudimentary this is. Okay? It's really just simple. I, I called it the queer gallery. Um, and this is essentially a PowerPoint or a keynote or a Google Slides presentation that celebrates the quirky differences or the distinct in- inventive or unique angles, okay, with which a pen or a stationery or a a pen-adjacent product um, was created or promoted. So, hi, Ryan, you still there? Yeah. Game. 
you want to like alternate these things or like we'll just talk about it one at a time so like a commentary like oh look at that it's the chunk just kidding <laughs> yeah we're actually starting with that so there are four categories they're not like strict categories but we got pictures um the first category refers to pen bodies second uh, category refers to unique mechanisms third refers to inks and then th- fourth is like stationary adjacent stuff like good to know so we're gonna start with le chunks oh you just made a reference to the to the violet good i did le chunk i thought you were speaking french-ish <laughs> not really Well, we're going to start out with the first slide talking about unique pen bodies, like the Platinum Glamour, one of the pens that I want for myself, and largely an inspiration, likely, for the Moonman Q1. But honestly, how do you feel about this pen, Ryan? Oh, I have a term for it. Guys, please touch me. But yeah, in Filipino, um, there's a word called Epis, which is cockroach. It looks like a cockroach. Oh my god, I was gonna say the exact same thing. But yeah, the platinum glamour is like a, a big, big-ish pocket pen. It's chonky. And it's its most remarkable feature is the fact that it is ridged or ridged or ribbed or whatever. And like if you get the black version, the the ribbing looks makes it look a bit bug-like insect-like so if i had the choice i likely wouldn't get the black one yeah <laughs> yeah but is that pink i would get the pink one or like you know the white one or the all black one because because i like how cheesy it is it, it looks so campy mm, actually yeah it does it does it looks right? Who the heck would write with this pen for an extended period? And can you imagine going to a coffee shop with your little travelers? <laughs> like you're, you're going to a coffee shop with your traveler's passport size. Yeah. And, then, and then you bring out a platinum glamour pen in pink. And then you're just like, yes, I will write. I'm just here with my matcha latte, you know, writing with my big chonky pen in my teeny, teeny, teeny notebook. It's so cute. It's cute, but not for me. Yeah. We're not, we're not here pointing out things that everyone will like. We're just pointing out things that are queer, quirky, and unique. I, I would totally go for this. But I think the next pen is something that Ryan will love. Ooh. Yes, the Pilot Murex or the Pilot Mew line. So how do you feel about this line? Looks like it looks like it's a weapon of choice. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I was talking to Ronan about this because he has one. It is yeah. like when you're commuting, just have your Mew out. Oh shit. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's fine. That's fine. We're adults here. So yeah, mm-hmm. but it's great because it's a unibody metal pen um and i honestly don't know how you put the ink in same i don't i have no idea so if you guys know how let us know it's very important guys because you know this is also one of the pens that i've wanted for quite a while every time they post it in on fountain pen palenque it's gone in like two seconds yeah actually in a minute it's gone like bam it's unibody is that is that a term i think it's a unibody i think it's a singular body or maybe it opens up 
on its backside. I'm not really sure because I never get the chance to purchase it. Okay. So, guys, if you're listening and you own one, let us know. Let us know. Or let's have a pen meet. Yeah. And have us experience it because I'm super curious about how this works. And it's, it's a rare pen because obviously it's already been discontinued. And then I'm like also asking myself, Japan, Pilot, why would you discontinue such a car-like looking pen? It reminds me of that vanishing point you got, darling. Yeah, yes. So that's nice. Um, third unique pen body. Additive pens, double helix. So I got these pictures, I think, off of Reddit. So what the heck, right? I mean... What's the I brand? Additive? Additive, yeah. Like, quirky name. And then the pen that they have is like this demonstrator that has a double helix shape on the inside. And then the ink gets into it, like goes into the double helix. So like when you're loading up your pen, it looks magical. There's like a swirl of ink. And then in between the swirls is like empty demonstrator space. I don't, I want it. Interesting. But we're not science enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it looks interesting. Although I'm, 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 I'm not sure about the, like, how do you refill it? Is it, filler? Is it a vacuum filler? Is I want to know. Yeah. Help us. Help us figure it out. Because, like, honestly, we're just going by looks here. Um, and we want to experience these pens. And additive pens is not exactly accessible to us here in the developing nation called the Philippines. So, eventually, maybe. My fourth favorite, though, of unique pen bodies is a Montegrappa. And you will see Montegrappa in our beautiful list twice this time around. But have you guys seen its special Dante Alighieri Inferno pen? I mean, I could zoom in or you could, I could add the link and you could look at it yourself. But essentially, it's a fountain pen. It's a trunk for sure. It's got gradients of like deep red all the way to yellow because Inferno is hell. And then in the cap, or rather, I think it's from the body all the way to the cap. You can see the seven circles of hell. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And like the demon is at the bottom of the pen. It's it's great, guys. It's super great. Like I want this. Obviously, this is my list. Right? Ryan's like Ryan. Please interject whenever you feel like it. If you remember a weird thing, but yeah, I want this Montegrappa because I am a fan of Dante Alighieri, but also because it's so camp. <laughs> Actually. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the, the symbolisms um, makes it an interesting pen. Would you write with this? I am not sure. Probably not. Probably I'll keep it somewhere safe. Like just, I don't know. Maybe it, it could be an interesting piece in the future. It could be like a piece of artifact. I don't know. That's true. It should be in an exhibit space. But knowing myself, if I did get this, and knowing myself, I could, and I likely will save up for this. Even if it's absolutely useless, I will write with it. (laughs) I will tell you guys how it feels with my tiny hands. (laughs) If I write with it, will will my hands get like debossed 
with demons. <laughs> gonna be cute. But here we go. Okay, so we're done with the pen bodies. Um, we've just talked about the Platinum Glamour, the Pilot Murex, Additive Pens is Double Helix, and Monte Grappa's Inferno Pen. It's now time to talk about unique mechanisms. The first one, I actually don't know how this works, but I always hear about it. You've had a Conklin Crescent Filler, right, Ryan? Yes, I've had a Conklin Crescent Filler like for four months probably. It's an interesting pen. Like, um, I like the... I like the design, mm. but I'm just not a very big fan of the crescent filler. Um, how it can, does it work? It can be quite complicated to refill. So basically, um, you'll need to twist the the what do you call this one? You see that that like that bolt, that black bolt. Oh, it's like the, a center band, and yeah, then the there's bolt. a crescent metal shape over that band. You have to twist it so that the crescent band, mm-hmm. the, crescent, the, the the one that says Conklin, mm-hmm. press it down and then it will suck it in. So basically there's a sack inside. Oh, do you have access to the sack? Like, can you dismantle the pen to access the sack? Um, I remember that I discovered that I can when I was selling it already. I was like, oh, what? I can actually do that? Because, yeah, actually, you can remove the nib. It's just, um, uh, you know, I, I don't like doing that. But I did when I was going to sell the pen already. So I'm like, oh, snap. I can actually do that. But someone got the pen already. So like, okay, bye. Oh, gosh. This is the one of the most unique and remarkable mechanisms, right? Because this is the thing that was like, you can fill, you can fill up your pen and have it on the go instead of dipping it in. Is that right? Is, is my history right? No, no, no. Um, well, you will di- dip it, and then you have to press the, the crescent filler to mm-hmm. like to, to suck in the, the ink. But when you remove the the like the nib, it would mean like it's going to be like an eyedrop thing, you know, like you oh. drop inside the barrel, so there. But my worry there is that I'm not sure if the the snack is like occupying the whole barrel or you might end up like if you do that you might end up putting ink outside outside oh. the pen so i'm just not 100% sure there but based on my experience the way you refill it or you fill it in is by using that crescent pressing it so that it opens up the the valve and then eventually it sucks in the the ink from the ink bottle. I like how it's complicated right now. But I think that if I existed at the time that this was created, which is like before or around the 1900s, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I just know that it's early and it's like Mark Twain related. I would be in awe because before this, I mean, I'm sure there were other smaller companies doing the sack thing, right? But before this, the predominant way to write was to dip your pen and then write and then dip and then write, dip and write and dip and write. And this is like, yes, finally, it's it's mobile. Genius work. And right now, it might seem like a hassle because you've got your Twisbees, you've got your Pelicans, you've got your cartridges and converters. But wow, if if I was just like, Coming from dip right, dip right. Hell yes. Give me the Conklin Crescent filler. Mm-hmm. 
genius work. I, I wonder how writing with that crescent over your Sorry, I'm getting digressing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's that's a good question. You have just you just have to make sure that um well, yeah, you have to position your hands near the where the the nib is near, like yeah, the rest the pen mm-hmm. the, so that you avoid the crescent shape that's protruding from the pen. Yeah. Well, speaking of weird designs, you've still got retractable fountain pens and it's not like the vanishing point clip is in its most strategic place. Actually. (laughs) In the vein of Conklin's crescent filler mechanism, we're not really sure, but our next picture or our next quirky, queer, um, and celebrated thing in the pen community is retractable fountain pens, of which so far, and in the mainstream, I only know three. Correct me if there are more than three. Yeah, usually they're the popular one, the, the, the platinum corridas, yeah. the pilot vanishing point, um, or basically the capless line, because we also know, and then there's another one, I believe, and then we have the Lamy dialogue. dialogue. Yes, and then the dialogue has like, I like the twisty mechanism there, but like it's genius work for someone to just like transition from crescent filling, meaning port. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Mobility of a fountain pen to portability of a fountain pen. Like we came from like planning for a lengthy writing session, right? To now just like signing stuff on the go. And it's like genius work. I mean, it was the inevitable path that we would tread. And it's amazing that these exist despite their small incapacities. <laughs> Actually, I guess as only, my only complaint with these retractable ones is that their incapacity is quite limited. Yeah, but that did not stop me from checking like hundreds of papers with a vanishing <laughs> point just because I was trying to make a point to myself that I had to like have return on investment on it. And look at me, pens later. <laughs> yeah, these are really great pens. Um, obviously, Ryan and I are fans of the VP. I did have a phase where I wanted to get the Kuridas. But it looks like a recycled, sorry, platinum. It looks like a recycled water bottle. <laughs> it's 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 plasticky. So it's it's not very classy, I would say. Like for its price point, it's kind of close to the vanishing point. So mm. yes, I agree. And that and the distance to retract is huge. That's always the big complaint. Okay. I will likely um get it eventually once I get over. You know, or maybe make it out of real water bottles so that we're saving the earth, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last unique mechanism thing is the Quizico. Do you think this is worthy of being celebrated, Brian? But I don't have one. Maybe you can share your experience with a Twizbigo. Oh, to me, it's just like a, a, a syringe. Oh, okay. It's super easy. And I think that. Um, well, the three products that we've just shown referring to the different mechanisms, right? One is like um, super inventive. The second one is like super, um, it's attending to the needs of a particular type of customer, someone who's a fountain pen lover, but also wants to be on the go, vanishing point or any retractable fountain pen. And the Twisby Go is just there for beginners. If you like, just want to start out somewhere and not have a big barrier 
to the hobby, go with it with ego. Like, I mean, a lot of people go with the eco, right? Or the, what's the other one? Sorry, I don't have that one. Frisbee VAC? And a VAC, yeah. Although the VAC is a bit more expensive. So I think, yeah, the, uh, the Go or yeah. the Eco. They're both really accessible. And most people go to the Eco because of the color choices um, and the limited editions. And honestly, it's a heftier pin. But I've always been a fan of the Twisby Go because, I mean, my five-year-old nephew at the time that I got it could load it up. And didn't really have any problems learning how to write using it. So it, it's best entry level for me. It, price point is like entry level as well. It's around a thousand pesos. How much is that in dollars? I'm not really sure. Pull out your converter, but I like it. It's not too flimsy. It's actually very good. Yay. How much is it? Are you doing the math? Yeah, never mind. I gave up. <laughs> 50? 50? Yeah, I'll be 50. With new exchange rates, maybe that's around the price. So, yeah. And then last, sorry guys, I'm taking too long. But inks. Ooh. So the first one is the Wearing Cool Chicken Ink. I saw this. Thank God I saw Micah finds his reel today. Because Eunice got her inks last month, I think. And then Micah Fiennes got hers or like posted her reel today. And it's essentially genius ink from Wearing Ghoul that refers to their bulldog or their bulldog chicken in Korea. Chicken and beer. Yeah. And there's like a spicy kind. So that's the red one. There's the chicken kind. So that's the yellow one. And then there's like the smaller bottle for cola. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's so those are the matching colors and then you get it in packaging that's like a takeout box for the chicken and then you also get um each each ink box at least for the chicken and the spicy sauce are wrapped in foil oh that's so interesting i know it's so tactile it's like montessori maria montessori is shaking but like for adults. Reference. I'm sorry, right? But that's what the, she wants to happen. But now I'm like 33 and I want to <laughs> buy the chicken ink so I can experience unwrapping the foil from a chicken ink. But yeah, there you go. And then I think the last thing is that there's this card box with special cards. They're ink swatch cards, but there's like a chicken shape. There's like, a, I don't know, like there's another chicken shape. There's a cola shape and it's a lot. So it's kind of expensive. I forgot the price point that Eunice told me, but I mean, I think it's way worth it for the experience. You even get a receipt on the back. It's more for the experience, really. It's not really the the ink itself, but you're paying also for the for the for the pleasure of going through such an in, in an interesting experience with inks. Yeah, yeah. you're paying. To feel like you're three again, going to your first day of school and the preschool, the daycare, the preschool teachers just shove all the materials in your face. And it's like, here, child, explore the world. But we- Beautiful. Yeah. And then the other two are just like the normal stuff. Like, okay, so I already talked about the ginger ink. There's a picture. Finally, you guys can see it. It really does look like the pickle ginger. Um, I got this, I think, X number of months ago. I don't know, half a year ago, and it used to smell like ginger. Now it smells like cow balls, so be wary. Um, 
And the last thing I think that we do have to celebrate with regard to inks is sheening and shimmer inks. Things that Ryan and I have not gotten back to in a long while. <laughs> For sure. But well, it's special, guys. It's there. Please take the time to risk your pens. <laughs> they are a bit weird, but that's also why they are mabenta. I mean, that's why they sell well. Because, I mean, paper is one thing. It's usually plain. So if you want to jazz it up, you're sheening and shimmering and your shading there. And the last thing, I think I just want to show this to you, Ryan, and to everyone else is, guys! Ooh, Sylvester Stallone. Did you know that Sylvester Stallone has a Monte Grappa chaos line? He has fountain pens and watches. Ooh, oh my God. I am, I have no words. Um, I'd rather not say anything at this point. <laughs> very ostentatious. It's very Monte Grappa. And the thing is, I was like wondering, why would Sylvester Stallone have a line with Monte Grappa? And I was like, oh yeah, they're Italian. Yeah. But it would be so interesting if Johnny Depp had a collab with Mont Blanc or even Lamy. I was actually looking at that because remember the news. Thank you, Fountain Pen Memes. Um, we saw Johnny Depp's pen. Um, he actually has ads with Mont Blanc. He does. Yeah. So I don't think this is like a new thing. I th- or I don't even think it was like a celebration fountain pen. I think he's just been a brand ambassador for quite a while and he really liked the products as well. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, that's my wonderful queer gallery of things to celebrate, objects yeah. to celebrate in the fountain pen hobby. Did I take too long? Sorry. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I guess one of the things we realize here is that all of these interesting, quirky, queer stuff that we talked about today adds to the whole excitement, adds flavor, color, novelty to the hobby. And so actually, the reason why we wanted to, you know, what we're driving at in this episode actually is to first to celebrate queerness, first to realize that all of these differences all of these rather quirky elements of fountain pens stationaries add flavor to and complexity to the hobby similarly being queer as well or queerness itself is something that we should be celebrating especially during pride month because it makes life more meaningful it makes life more complex in a rather mundane a uh, world that would like to fit everyone into some sort of status quo. Yeah. Agree. And it's really the queerest stuff. It's the remarkable stuff that we end up paying attention to and wanting to be around or wanting to own or wanting to create for ourselves, right? And we may be talking about products that are queer in the most conventional sense, but that shouldn't stop any and all from celebrating you know, pride, queerness in its many definitions and by and through the people queer, queer is around us, right? I'm really shocking. I apologize. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, we're not going to take much longer now. We're just going to end the episode very soon. Well, I do think the shopping itself was the closing. It's like, shopping, time to shop. Well, actually, yeah, shopping and Lazada will be having their 
mid-year sale. <laughs> Modern endorser, I just know that they're gonna have their mid-year sale. So yeah, a lot of brands will be doing mid-year sales. Um, not to promote consumerism, but yeah, let's celebrate whatever it is worth celebrating, especially times. Yeah, spend wisely, take pride in everything and everyone, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye!